You know, Jackie, kalokohan lang naman yung mga trustful na yun eh. Like, I don't believe that it does anything to help me feel better about my office mates. Well, yeah, that's warranted, I guess, based on your own experience. But there can be some activities like a trust fall where they would be meaningful and helpful to some teams. We've seen some of that. Kailangan mo ba ng mas makabuluhang chismisan sa pantry? Listen to more conversations about work, both hot takes and thoughtful takes with me, Carl Javier, and Jackie Caniza on The Imaginable Workplace. Check it out on Spotify and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Hello, I'm Franco Luna, Puma Podcast. You're listening to Teka Teka News. Balitang thinking, hindi breaking. In this episode... My other theory there is that perhaps E.S. Rodriguez overstepped appointing people, recommending people in the government. And I think that irritated, you know, the other forces within the Marcos bloc. To me, that is also something that we should be concerned about. We talk about the so-called resignation of now former Executive Secretary Vic Rodriguez and his immediate reassignment as Presidential Chief of Staff. Pero teka, teka. What is the point of a presidential chief of staff? That was political analyst Arjen Aguirre, who says the sugar fiasco might have been the beginning of the end for the former ES. Here's a quick recap. It was all because of sugar order number four, which granted the importation of 300,000 metric tons of sugar, signed by then Agriculture Undersecretary Leocadio Sebastian. Sebastian said he signed the said order based on a memo from Vic Rodriguez, who was then known as the Little President. But Malacanang would deny that Marcos approved it. Vic was summoned to the Senate for a hearing, but he refused to turn up until he was subpoenaed. I purposely did not respond because these are the matters that are still on the table of the acting secretary of the Department of Agriculture that we have yet to act upon and that he has yet to decide on. Rumors of Vic getting pushed out or resigning were already circulating months ago, but he denied them at the time. He was only executive secretary for 79 days. Arjan, who teaches political science at the Ateneo de Manila University, says Vic's enemies use the sugar issue as a convenient excuse to finally get rid of him. There are competing forces, and the sad thing there is that these forces, they prioritize more their interest than the interest of the general public. So now President Marcos has appointed a new ES in former Chief Justice Lucas Bersamin while Rodriguez is preparing for his new role as chief of staff. Former presidential spokesperson Edwin Lacerda told One News that giving Vic that position was clearly a concession. Well, I think it's obviously an accommodation because, you know, the president values also the number of months of or years of work that uh, Mr. Vic Rodriguez provided him, so he doesn't want to let go entirely. But what's that saying about the road to hell being paved with good intentions? 
However, mm-hmm. you have to be very sure that you're not going to cause more problems by installing a chief of staff because the mm-hmm. scheduling, all those things can mm-hmm. be done by the private office of the president. There's such an office within the office of the president. Mm-hmm. So you're now providing a very public position of chief of staff, which by and large is just administrative in nature. It's chief of staff because the real power in next to the president is devolved to the office of the executive secretary. Mm. So one has to be very, very clear that there are no duplication. Otherwise, guluyan. The last presidential chief of staff we had was Joey Salceda. That was in 2007 under former President Gloria Macapagal-Adoyo. Decades before that, it was actually Ferdinand Marcos Sr. who jumped the executive secretary position and replaced it with the presidential assistant in 1975. Per the official gazette, the executive secretary directly assists the president in managing government affairs and directing the operations of the executive office. Press Secretary Tixi Cruz Angeles has called the new office of the chief of staff the coordination mechanism of the office of the president. So do we really need both a COS and an ES? Didn't the president promise to right-size government? Here's Michael Yusinko. He's a senior research fellow at the Ateneo Policy Center. It's not really relevant at all, in theory, in principle, no? Because the office of the president already has people handling those responsibilities. There's that executive secretary and the personal secretaries of whoever the president is. So to create a office of the chief of staff, in my view, from the institutional building perspective or the or from the statecraft perspective, that's unnecessary. It adds more bureaucracy, as they say. And the goal is to minimize bureaucracy. Not only is the COS a new position directly under the president, but Vic will still enjoy the rank of a cabinet member. Arjan compares it to the special assistant to the president position that Senator Bongo held under Rodrigo Duterte. In short, Vic isn't really being sanctioned for his role in the sugar fiasco. To me, ano nga eh, parang nagkaroon pa siya ng power, hindi naman talaga siya nag-resign. Hindi, he did not lose something, parang he gained more. In this position of Vic Rodriguez, he will also have a say about the agenda, agenda of the day. I mean... What things can be discussed with the president? You know, meron siyang input also about you know, EOs. Ane, meron siyang input sa policy direction. So, sabi ko nga, this is something more powerful than the executive secretary position because the executive secretary position is supposed to serve the executive branch itself. But ultimately, both analysts say the move is evidence of bitter political infighting this early in the Marcos administration. And Michael Yusinko says this should concern all of us. Well, sadly, from what we've seen in the past, these kinds of political battles within the palace, to put it simply, bad policies, bad decisions. But what we have are political dynasties, no? And they are the ones pushing those political interests within the administration. And when they are competing with one another, that leads to bad results. Arjun, meanwhile, expects things to heat up further in the coming months. So talagang inevitable siya. But nga, sabi mo nga, the, the honeymoon period has ended. So parang, will this lead to a bigger crack or sabi natin more serious? I really think so. Kasi we're going to approach midterm elections. Eh. 
And you know, in the midterm elections, you'll have this realignment of forces. Eh? What we're seeing now is that they're trying to be united, to be stable. It should be a cause of concern. This is something that you know tells you that this government is not really concerned about the more important things that affect all of us. And that was today's episode of Teka Teka. Again, ako po si Franco Luna. This episode was edited by Presh Capistrano and produced by Kat Ventura. If you like this episode, share it with a friend or two. And of course, don't forget to follow Teka Teka and Puma Podcast wherever you listen. At para sa mga mahilig manood sa YouTube, Puma Podcast na rin po kami doon. Just search Puma Podcast and subscribe to our channel. Thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.